Will they or won't they? Playoffs or no playoffs for the Winnipeg Jets in 2022-2023? It's a question that I think a lot of you probably feel you know the answer for, but you know what? I've got three reasons the Jets might make the playoffs and three reasons they probably won't. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, I thought I would answer a question to close out the week. Uh, one that's not exactly a, a difficult question to answer for most people, but I would imagine, well, maybe there are some of you who are still clinging to hope. And that question is, are the Jets going to make the playoffs in this upcoming season? And honestly, I, I've already kind of figured out uh, where I stand on the matter. I personally think the best the Jets could really hope for is a wild card spot. And so I kind of lean towards no. I think that, you know, based on where the roster is and the lack of any particular updates surrounding upgrades to the team, that's kind of where I'm sitting. But all the same, I have three reasons why I think the Jets might make the playoffs and three reasons that I think they won't. And obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, middle ground here, and I'm sure there are going to be some debates in the comments below. Uh, So as we go throughout this, be sure to take mental note of any points you would maybe raise against or for and uh, leave some feedback because I'm curious to know how you all feel about this team and where the roster is. I've always gotten very mixed receptions, I would say. Uh, a lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people think, well, this team is honestly more of a playoff contender than people think uh, and that it was on course for something better last year when I think that the truth of the reality is the Jets weren't particularly good and haven't been for the past several years, and the roster itself has some serious issues. But first off, let's start off with the positives. Why will the Jets make the playoffs? The first point that I kind of want to make, and I think it's actually a pretty important one, is that the coaching staff is going to be pretty different. Uh, the past couple of years, of course, we've had Paul Maurice plus all of the assistant coaching staff. Now, not everyone on the assistant staff I felt was necessarily uh, the wrong choice for the job, but there were some you know, folks who I kind of had questions about, especially in their D deployments, uh, occasionally the penalty kill arrangements, and some of the tactical approaches in conjunction with Maurice's own tendencies. And it kind of created a bit of a sloppy mess. When you look at the defensive zone uh, structure, which was something of like a man zone hybrid, uh, you know, oftentimes the Jets really didn't know what they were doing. And you would see guys just kind of drift around into position, but maybe not know how to change off assignments uh, and and sort of deal with overlapping skaters, which often meant that, you know, the Jets would have coverages in the wrong area. Guys would be marking one thing when they were supposed to be marking something else, but there was a lack of communication about who was supposed to change off and where. And so that had a pretty pretty detrimental impact on the team. Under Rick Bonus, I think a lot of this is going to change. 
Bonus, for one thing, really emphasize the need for communication. Now, communication alone doesn't solve every single problem. Obviously, the Jets have some, let's be real, (laughs) much deeper lying issues that just talking out isn't going to fix. But, and I stress this, I think the mindset and the philosophy of how he wants to approach this is generally pretty positive. In the past, we've seen him be a bit more on the defensive side, right? Uh, Obviously, his team's have a pretty tight-knit defensive structure. And if you've watched the Dallas Stars recently, you understand one thing. They are a frustrating team to play against. Not because they're particularly strong in any one capacity, but because they kind of have like this death by a thousand paper cut sort of style. And against the Jets, it hasn't always been uh, a particular threat just because, you know, Connor Hellebuck can kind of nullify a lot of their rush counters. But against a lot of other teams, the Stars were pretty darn annoying to play against. And I think that that style might actually suit the Jets really well this year, in part because you look at Winnipeg's roster, and given the lack of high-end elite scoring talent, once you move past like the top two lines, suddenly you find yourself dealing with uh, a need to maybe compensate in other areas. And I think bonus is going to be a really good fit for helping out the, the overall team defensive structure, maybe improving the coordination and communication on the ice, and kind of hitting reset on Winnipeg's defensive systems. Uh, Scott Arneal, I know, is like supposed to be pegged for the special teams, especially the PK, and I think that that would be a huge boost for the Jets. Honestly, just even having like a league average PK would be a massive benefit, not just in save percentage, but in how many opportunities the Jets are conceding. In previous seasons, we've seen the PK just kind of be a welcome mat for opposing forwards. So uh, a, a restructuring and kind of a reset there would be amazing. And I think for Hellebuck, it would just be a nice break. Obviously, the the Jets PK has, you know, last year was trying to, I guess, take chances, go for more shorthanded opportunities. And while that is kind of fun to watch when Kyle Connor scores an amazing solo goal and sort of embarrasses another team, it's not exactly a sustainable way to play. So I think in a lot of ways, Bonus and his philosophy might honestly fit the Jets in the way that when Maurice arrived and and started taking over, uh, it coalesced into that 2014-15 team. Uh, Bones does seem to have a pretty decent awareness, at least on paper, of what the Jets' issues tend to be. And I know that there are some things that he frankly can't solve. There's just some issues that are so deep that he only has like one year to try and fix. And so I I can imagine we're not going to see much improvement there. But on the whole, I think given the rest of the Central Division, the rest of the Western Conference, I think Bonus's tactical approach It's going to make the Jets stingier, and I think it might be to Winnipeg's benefit enough to push them into either, you know, a wildcard spot, or if they're very fortunate, maybe into the top three of the Central. Do I think that that scenario is super likely? I I probably wouldn't say, especially for top three, but wildcard, that's actually a little bit more reasonable, and there's, you know, a decent amount of evidence that given how close the Jets have been to either making the playoffs or actually having made the playoffs over the last couple of years, despite being you know pretty bad at a lot of things, maybe the Jets can pull it off, but this time playing legit hockey that is actually watchable and gives you results. Now, there are some other reasons why I think the Jets might actually be uh, a bit of a surprise team for a playoff run. We'll talk about what those reasons are in just a little bit, but before we go any further, I did want to shout out one of our wonderful partners at Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about Built Bar before, you know that I'm personally a big fan. I've had a lot of protein bars across my lifespan, and honestly, a lot of them just kind of suck. Let's be real. They're dry. They taste like crap. And 
if you're looking for something that's a bit of a change of pace, something that's sweet, tasty, and super good for you, you should take a look at Built Bars. They're the only uh, protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got tons of flavors out there, but they've you know constantly gone back to the drawing board, trying to bring new flavors and experiences. And that's why they've got cookie dough chunk puff coming out right now. It's, uh, of course, it's got cookie dough chunks in it and also has some of that great marshmallow filling, filling, that, we, uh, filling that we love. It's, it's very tasty. If you've ever had one of these puff uh, flavors before, you know that that gooiness and uh, the interior is just to die for. It's got that perfect flavor combo. And best of all, it's clocking in at only 160 calories and comes fortified with 15 grams of protein. Where else are you going to get something that tasty at such a low calorie count and packed with so much healthy protein that you can use when you're, you know, working out, uh, starting your day off and just looking for that really big boost to your uh, body systems and your muscles. So honestly, I mean, you really can't go wrong with Built Bar. If you can't choose just one flavor, be sure to check out the variety box, which gives you up to 12 different flavors. And, you know, when you're placing your order, be sure to go to Built.com and use uh, promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, at checkout, that is promo code LOCKED15. 15 for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are talking about some reasons the Jets might make the playoffs and some reasons they might not. And, you know, the first thing that I pointed out in favor of the Jets making the playoffs is the coaching change. That's obvious. You know, the assistant coaching staff as well uh, getting overhauled probably will have a net positive impact, especially with the choices that the Jets made. I actually kind of like the coaching staff. I got to be honest. It's on paper. It sounds pretty nice. There are two other reasons that I think the Jets have uh, a real potential to make the postseason, though. The second one, I think, for me is if the Jets really embrace this idea of a youth movement, I think this could be where the Jets start to see real uh, returns and gains on the prospects that they've drafted over the past couple of years. Winnipeg traditionally has had issues with developing kids. Let's be real. Uh, David Gustafson is, what, 23 now? Uh, He spent a a number of seasons with the Manitoba Moose. And look, some of his call-ups and stuff were a little bit impacted by injury, so I can't really hold that against the team. But We've also seen stuff where like Billy Heinola, Dylan Sandberg, and other defenders and other skaters have maybe been left to marinate at lower levels for a little bit longer than they should. And that kind of puts a bit of a hamper on your development track, especially guys like Heinola who are probably too good for the AHL and really need to kind of uh, adapt to NHL timing. And in this respect, I think the Jets actually have a unique opportunity to give the kids a run out. And they've got a great coach who seemingly has a good handle on how to develop youth. I I think Bones, more than most other coaches out there, um, he did actually trust Miro Heiskanen, Denis Gurionov, and and a number of other players, Rope Hintz, obviously uh, a big contributor there. He trusted them to run things. And I think that that is something that the Jets haven't really done recently. In previous years, like the first couple of years with Maurice, it was a very common thread and a theme Uh, that we saw. But even then, it wasn't perfect. You know, you think about how Kyle Connor got demoted to the Moose and, you know, he comes back and he's still the same player. But for some reason, he just finally was given a chance. And, you know, ever since then, he's never really looked back. So I think in that respect, if the Jets honestly give guys like Heinola, Sandberg, um, I guess you could call Christian Reichel uh, an opportunity there. Probably more looking at David Gustafson, though, a, a big shot. I think that these guys can be real impact players. 
And that's because you've already got really solid veterans in players like Appleton, uh, Lowry, maybe you could say Harkins, um, and of course, Shifley, Ehlers, the, the, the usual bunch, right? But the Jets really need to make use of their ELCs. And I think Perfetti is going to be a huge boost in the top six. Uh, you can basically slot in some of these other depth players on your third and fourth lines, maybe even on the second line if things get really dire uh, or if the Jets just don't really make any other acquisitions. And I think the Jets could actually be a pretty solid lineup. The defense probably is one of the bigger questions outside of the uh, outside of the bottom two lines. But, you know, as long as it's mobile, as long as it's active and creating offensive opportunities at a rate higher than what it's conceding in, in its own end, I'm not going to complain. I'm OK with them being risky, being aggressive, taking chances uh, and creating offensive opportunities if, you know, it, it does still come at the cost of defense. I don't care about that so much because uh, it, it kind of comes back to the third reason as to why I think the Jets have a decent shot at making maybe even like a wild card spot. For all of the Jets' flaws, one of the things that they can always seemingly rely on is Connor Hellebuck. He is the 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 real linchpin of this entire team. And I think as you know, the starting goalie for the past several years, uh, a Vesna winner, a Vesna finalist on multiple occasions, the Jets are incredibly blessed to have somebody who is this good and is this consistent in his performances. While he wasn't technically as good as he was in his Vesna uh, campaign last season, I mean, he was still one of the top five to 10 goalies in the entire league, especially when you look at, you know, both his workload, uh, the amount of shots and chances that he was facing, and how poor Winnipeg's defensive structure was. Hellebuck played more than anyone and faced more than anyone, and it wasn't just because he played more than anyone. The Jets' defense was, again, a welcome mat for opposing skaters. So I think for me, Hellebuck has the ability to carry this team in ways that not many other keepers can. I think Ottinger, um, sometimes Vasilevsky, uh, and maybe a handful of other goalies out there have that ability at times, but it's extraordinarily rare probably only on one hand, you know, Shusterik and maybe another guy who could do it. But even then, Hellebuck is still playing more than almost all of these other goalies. And I think it's a true testament to his ability uh, and also Winnipeg maybe not being smart with backups. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, Hellebuck has the chance to really run with this team. And if he actually gets real defensive support this year and a team that can maybe be a little bit more competent at both ends of the ice, I think that there's a real chance that his form will start to improve and his numbers will actually start to look more and more like what you would expect. Also, it'd be nice if he maybe got more of a break. Uh, I know the big save Dave might look a little rough around the edges, but quite honestly, you know, given how stingy bonus teams have been over the past uh, couple of years, maybe the Jets can do him a solid and help him uh, stop conceding opportunities and put him in a better chance uh, or a better pathway to, to success. So, yeah, you know, the goaltending for the Jets, I'm interested to see how it pans out. Got a lot of faith in Hellebuck, and I think he's my big, you know, number three reason why I think the Jets can still make the playoffs. But, of course, the lingering question remains, why won't they? And I think that there are some really good reasons and some very obvious ones as to what is going to hold the Jets back in this upcoming season. We'll take a look at what those reasons are in just a little bit. Hello, friends. Welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. This is the less fun part of the podcast where I'm going to give three really quick reasons as to why I think the Jets are, are not going to make the playoffs. And I'm going to keep it shorter here because I've already talked about a lot of them before on other episodes. Uh, but I'm sure if you think long and hard about this, uh, there's an obvious, you know, 
laundry list of reasons the Jets have struggled recently, and you could probably pick any combo of your favorites. It would still be applicable and probably even make my list, but we'll start off with the big one. This roster is just not good enough, and I think it's it's only okay insofar as you have an ability to make a relatively balanced lineup, but it's not going to be particularly great at anything. It might be good enough to uh, create some good goal scoring opportunities and have some solid production from your top six, maybe even great production. But the further you go down the lineup, the more you start to realize this team just lacks considerable punch. And you compare it against the top contenders out there, uh, even some of the more middle of the pack teams, and the Jets just don't match up as favorably as a lot of these other squads. And some of it is because Winnipeg is hard uh, to, you know, a hard place to recruit players. But also, I think the culture here and the lack of winning and the rumors about all of the chaos on the back end, uh, some of the guys who have left complaining about uh, the locker room situation and the leadership, all of that is a, a bit of a, well, a bit of a dour damper on any sort of hopes of actually recruiting players. I think if, you know, Winnipeg aside, if the team was actually just good, you would actually start to see more players voluntarily sign with the Jets and want to come here. Uh, winning cultures and success, that can count and, and go a long way in helping to maybe motivate some players to come up north to a city that traditionally doesn't have the strongest rep when it comes to free agents. But even as is, if they, if they even if they, you know, stuck with just going with trades, they haven't really made any swaps here that are worth noting. I mean, Winnipeg just really hasn't traded for many uh, top six players uh, or big defenders. And I think that that is going to be a tough one for bonus to handle as much as I think his tactics and philosophy, uh, philosophical approach might fit the jets. It's also going to handicap him in that he doesn't have a ton of talent to work with. That kind of brings me to my second point in that if the jets start relying on youth and um, things go sour, there's not really a lot of veteran ability to uh, fill in those gaps and take over. I think the kids are going to do fine and probably outplay most of the uh, players that they're going to be replacing. But if things go horribly awry, you don't have a lot of room to figure out who to replace them with because, again, the roster depth is pretty thin. And I think the Jets haven't done a great job of rounding out all of the positions and giving Winnipeg a diversity of options. This is why I've complained over the years about the Jets not taking advantage of times to figure out what they have. I've always said that if you're in a losing season or a lost season, then let your younger players filter in and see what you have. Give them NHL experience and evaluate whether or not they're going to fit into your longer-term plans. Them not really getting reps until this season now that you kind of need to make the playoffs, it's just not really good asset management, and it's very poor developmental tracking for a team that has always you know, paraded the idea of being a draft-and-develop squad. And so now the Jets really have no choice except to sink or swim. And I think that that's a tough thing to put on the shoulders of a lot of young players who don't really have that much NHL ice time under their belts. But now they're going to have to carry the load for a team that for many years just hasn't quite gotten it together. All of this kind of brings me to my third point, And it's just that if things start to look more and more like the late Dallas under bonus, the Jets are going to be bad. And it's going to be all on Hellebuck to kind of carry them. And while I think Helly can cover for a lot of issues, if there's a lot of dysfunction with the team, if the defensive structure doesn't pan out, if, you know, Bonus himself isn't able to corral this team and get it all on the same page, the Jets are probably going to be looking more at a bottom 10 finish than anything. Uh, I think Hellebuck has the ability to sort of drag them to more like middle of the pack, but 
uh, that's not really good enough either. So I think the Jets are in tough, right? The roster's weak. Um, there's a chance that our, our youth movement doesn't really happen, uh, or maybe the Jets just kind of bypass that completely and play veterans who, despite not really having great output, they're going to be viewed as the preferential option because they're veteran players. Uh, and that sort of makes me think about how exactly the Jets are expecting to make it if tactically things kind of fall apart too. You know, Winnipeg has tried to mask some of its deficiencies over the years, but it does a very um, mediocre job of it, let's be real. It's it's down to Hellebuck in whether or not he can have uh, Vesna season after Vesna season after Vesna season. And eventually the, the, the magic lamp runs out. And so I'm worried that maybe this coming season is when we start to see some declines. And if that's the case, the Jets are probably going to be tanking more than anything. But, you know, I, I, I've i had a hard time predicting this team. I think this year and this offseason has been uh, a huge letdown for a lot of reasons. I just kind of hope that whatever happens next season, the Jets are fun and watchable. And if they can let their kids grow and let them develop, I'm okay with the team sucking. I just want the young players who are going to be part of this future core to get the chance to shine and grow. I think that that is the most important thing. I don't care about anything else. Um, winning would be wonderful if they make the playoffs, but it's not really my primary concern because, you know, in two years, this team is going to look totally different. So uh, for now, just draft, develop, and actually give your kids ice time. And if you don't make the postseason, it is what it is, right? But I'd be curious to know how you feel about all of this. Do you think the Jets are likely to make the playoffs or do you feel kind of where I'm at, which is, the Jets just ain't good enough. Let me know in the comments below or on uh, my social medias, of course, at HLLovingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight, uh, that is going to be all the time that we have, though. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can find it on our favorite platforms, including Odyssey, Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, all the uh, favorite podcasting platforms that we're on. Again, it's free to subscribe, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.